0: Hello, welcome to another episode of the Boink Radio Podcast here on the Boink Network Discord server. Today is what is it? It's February twenty sixth, twenty twenty one, and we are joined by Jeremy from Leyline. We're going to be getting an update on the Leyline project. Can't wait for that. They've been doing a lot of interesting stuff over the, the past what two months since we talked to them. So woo! Uh, but first, we got woo! the usual news, and and uh, uh, we gotta we gotta hear what Delta's doing, but also. I forgot the the rest of the intro. Hey, you can join us every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Boink Network Discord. You can join through the text or voice chat, ask your questions about Boink, bring your Boink projects, bring your Boink questions. I already said that, but we'll figure it out as we go. Why not? And bring your
1: notepad and your bundies. Why are we bringing notepads? So you can take notes. Oh, right, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so do you want to know what I'm drinking today? I do, I definitely do. So I think I've finally run out of uh, Bundaberg flavors, but if I find a new one, I'll surely bring it on and do a taste test. But I think I'm going to start switching to more Australian beverages because I think we've gotten some pretty good feedback with the Bundys so far. Um, So today, I have got one of the most iconic drinks in Australia, Milo and Milk.
0: (laughs) What?
1: Okay, so... I feel uh, I'm
0: uncomfortable, man. Where's this going?
1: (laughs) First of all... It is not Nesquik. I've described it to many American friends, and they've said, oh, so you just mean Nesquik. And it's, no, it's not Nesquik. Okay, it's like Nesquik. It's a powder, and it is malted barley. So it's basically just barley that's all crushed down, coated in chocolate, and then you put it in your milk. And then it turns into chocolate milk?
2: Nesquik, Almost. I yeah so it's Nesquik. <laughs> no, no, no,
1: no, no, it, doesn't, it doesn't fully suvo- it doesn't fully dissolve it's not Nesquik. Uh, oh, oh wait 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 I so it's kind like of chewing on
2: it yes yeah, chunky it?
1: milk it dissolves in your mouth but not in the milk if it's cold milk but if it's a warm milk it'll dissolve i mean i just put it in a blender with a banana and man it, that was like one of the best milers i've ever had okay this is starting to sound like like a lager or something just by the site i don't know what it would taste like but it sounds like it looks like lager so the irish would be proud i think in walmart for those of you over there in the states you can get it in the international food aisle <laughs> out for a green container can't believe you still think that we all should
0: just do our grocery shopping at walmart no no hate if you do but there's grocery stores man do you guys have woolies over there is that a grocery store Yes. <laughs> are yes, Woolworths. we have, have Woolworth like buildings. Eugenia's <laughs> <laughs> saying it's like Korean misugaru. Uh, folks know what that is. I have no idea what that is, but she loves it. So maybe, yes. Delta, you should try some misugaru.
1: I'll see if I can find it.
0: There we go. Yeah, there are grocery stores in Walmart, but there's also just grocery stores. You don't need to go to Walmart to get groceries, like a hammock and a grocery. I don't know. It feels weird to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get on with the point, Radio.
0: <laughs> All right. It's a very exciting beverage. If you have any flavored beverages, send them, or flavored Bundaberg, send them to Delta so he can expand his Bundaberg palate. Uh,
1: you start with the news this week. What do you say? Sure. Okay. Let's start off with SETI at Home because they've added another update to their Nebula blog. Mm. So as we know, SETI at Home has pretty much stopped crunching for now because they're going and doing some data analysis on all their data. And they've been posting regular updates on, I believe, what they call their Nebula blog. And uh, they've added a new post there, talking about some bugs they've fixed with birdie generation and detection, and also some drifting RFIs. So in regards to the birdies, uh, they've uh, pretty much improved uh, and generated wider bandwidths for their birdies. Um, they've also improved the birdie detection inside of their work units by the looks of it. So it looks like they're still working on their work units. So they should be coming back hopefully soon. Uh, lots of lo- uh, Lots of improvements for the birdie detection. And they also started talking about drifting RFI removal. So if I'm not mistaken, RFI stands for radio frequency interference. And the algorithm that looks for that interference has been improved uh, significantly. And they are looking for triangles, apparently. Oh, no, not so, the mysterious <laughs> triangle. Yes. Uh, so they're looking, they've, they have an algorithm that apparently looks for fans of triangles. Um, and it really, most of this is just really like deep technical stuff. Uh, but it's just good to know that they're, they're actually improving the algorithms. Yeah, neat. neat. Neat neat. Did you mention there's work units like to crunch
0: still? because i thought they were down no
1: but they do mention that they and this is the direct quote they for their birdie detection generation uh they've added a limit of eight spikes per work unit so okay. i don't know what you want to make out of that but as far as i see they're working on their work units interesting stuff glad to see they're still going uh, I've got something coming out
0: of World Community Grid smash childhood cancer project. They've got lab testing underway for several drug t- candidates that may target proteins that play a role in certain childhood cancers. So this is pretty neat. Uh, the team has a list of additional potential targets they may, uh, that may be significant in the development of various childhood cancers. And they're uh, conducting a review on the existing literature of these targets. So it looks like they're deciding what they want to do next. Uh, and once they do, they'll probably pop out some more work units so that we can start crunching it again. Uh, but this is one of those projects that has gotten results. How neat is that? I'm looking forward to papers based on all the, the work that we and other crunchers have put together uh, for Ruled Community Grid. Uh, so, so far, oh, yeah, I get to say proteins. So far, they've examined beta cat catnin, osteopontin, and our favorite Fox 01. So, who knows Yay. what the find next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, we'll expect updates from them uh, in a couple of months once they figure out what they're going to do next or once sort of they, they finish the lab test. Uh, but meanwhile, World Community Grid continues with their, their other projects. They've got Africa Rainfall, Microbiome Immunity, uh, and several others that I can't think of off the top of my head. So, continue crunching the project. Congrats to everyone who worked on these work units and get ready to dance once we get the lab
1: right up. Are we having a party at the virtual Boink meetup? We're going to all dance? On our oh, room?
0: you can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends dance behind. Dance competition.
1: Oh, I wanted to sing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll bring a microphone, like an actual proper microphone. There we go. <laughs> the pops, <karaoke> volunteered. <laughs> pops volunteered to be the DJ. Uh, How fun. How fun. What else you got? OK talking about MLC at Home, they have one of their project updates, uh, one of their weekly updates, and uh, they are mentioning that there really isn't much news, but uh, generally the paper that they're working on is coming along pretty nicely, so hopefully we're seeing it sometime soon. Um, They are analyzing some of the data that they have uh, at the moment, and uh, they are also optimistic about the DS3 data sets, especially milestone number three, which we are still almost halfway uh, finished crunching. Uh, And DS4 is on hold until the paper is finished. So after the paper is finished, data set number four will probably be released by MLC at home. They are also internally discussing uh, on whether or not to allow Gridcoin to whitelist the project. So hopefully in the future it's possible that MLC at home will can be rewarded by Gridcoin. Uh, and they're just getting some technical barriers out of the way uh, in that case. And a general reminder that the MLC client is open source and they have an issue uh, uh, they have an issues list at GitLab if you want to go and help out and if you're a programmer or a data scientist and you want to put something on your resume hop over to mlc at home check out their GitLab, solve some issues
0: absolutely because all of these these projects well not all the projects but boink itself mlc at home psydoc i think is another one they're all open source projects that people are working on just from around the world with all different backgrounds building up resumes getting stuff done building cool stuff and it's a great way to meet people of common interest and 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 Help the world while also helping yourself, because that's the way you're supposed to do things around here. Eh? <laughs> and speaking of being able to to join sort of organizations or or projects and help out to help yourself, uh, we got Leyline here. So we're gonna talk with Jeremy here. And I'm pretty sure uh Jeremy, you guys are still looking for people to help because there's always things to do, yeah?
2: Hello, and yes indeed, J Ringo, that's absolutely the case. Yeah, I've got actually lots of updates to share. with you. really exciting stuff going on on our side. Um, but What I think might be useful, I'm not sure if everybody's familiar, we could go a bit into the background of who we are, what we're trying to do. Would that help? Yeah, sure. Do a, Give do us a, a quick refresh on Yeah, All right, cool. Uh, so yeah, essentially, uh, LeyLine is a nonprofit organization. We're an open source and open knowledge project. And our mission is really to just make doing good things in the real world easy, fun, and profitable and you know in specific uh, partnership um, you know with this community and boink and you know the entire uh, ecosystem essentially what we're trying to do is become this supercharged loyalty program for nonprofits essentially so what we're trying to do is essentially incentivize our users to hook up boink and start donating to Uh, accelerating solutions to all these massive challenges that uh, this can help solve. And in contributing to Boink, we're rewarding our users with Leylight Points, which they can use to now claim specific prizes that are in our prize pool, which could you know, be anywhere from gift cards to Amazon and Bitcoin or free games donated by our sponsors or discount codes. Um, there's a whole wide assortment of prizes we have, depending on the partners that are uh, donating into the prize pool. On top of that, we're also creating non-fungible token as, uh, you're, uh, where we're providing these digital assets and collectibles for the people that are uh, in our program. And what happens is that we end up connecting to a number of different nonprofits and incentivizing our users to go participate and do some good in the world. They get rewarded. We have this community where we continue to drive engagement and just make it just fun and interesting and kind of bring uh, people together. And hopefully we give all that value for free to really important causes that support. So that's kind of the, the overall concept with life So we've been working pretty closely uh, with this community for a while since we launched uh, over in November. And at this point, uh, we've been seeing about 20 to 30% week over week growth, which is fantastic. We're at about 1,600 users now. And so far... Our alpha testers, which I think is still in around the four to five hundred user range, has already donated about sixty thousand um, hours of computing um, donations. So we're we're using hours as a heuristic just because we want to make sure that folks are. Um, compensated or rewarded on a fairly equal basis whether you have a smartphone or android phone versus a supercomputer um, but uh, yeah it's some very promising results and a lot of great engagement and in fact some of the community from here are quite active on our discord as well and happy to welcome anybody over there and help join the program because uh, we're seeing a lot of success uh, but happy to answer your questions and give you more updates that's kind of where we are today
0: Awesome. Yeah, it's a great community you guys have built over there. Uh, it, it's I would also encourage people to go check it out. It's just there's a lot of stuff going on. I think there's like movie nights and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I I remember last week you were talking or last time you were here, you were talking about uh, possibly rewarding ley line points for stuff outside of distributed computing as well, like blood donations or or exercise and stuff like that. Are you still working on those?
2: yes absolutely um so yeah you know one of our leading use cases was really uh boink because we just saw this massive opportunity because a lot of our core network and demographic are gamers who have fantastic pcs um that they can do um however knowing that the you know this this um, type of program and platform really can apply to any good you can do in the world we're actually in the process of experimenting a whole lot of different impact opportunities So we kind of categorize them into three different areas. One is, what are the things that you could do good for yourself as an individual? And these are things like making sure you're exercising properly or incentivizing sleeping properly, like seven hours minimum, or practicing mindfulness or mood logging. There's a number of things that we can do habitually that if you just put a little bit of a nudge towards that, it'll actually make a profound difference in your life. And the idea there is that if you are having a better quality life, that better empowers you to help others, have them uh, lead, a, lead a better life. So the second range of activities are community oriented. So are there things that you could do to volunteer to you know donate um, your spare clothes to um, the, your local Goodwill? or to donate blood to the Red Cross, or volunteer at a soup kitchen, or a beach cleaning. Any number of these activities we want to be able to reward as well. So we have our volunteers basically submitting their receipts or the proof of you know, contribution, and we give them like, layline points. And what we consider the global impact are things like partnering with Boink and having Boink contributions validated on the fly. So we can basically mint uh, leyline points for all those activities. So we're in this mode where we're basically opening up the floodgates for our alpha testers to kind of uh, tell us what are the activities that you like to do that you, know, you feel is like good for your community, for yourself, that's validated by a nonprofit that we can now reward and build these incentives. So we're learning a ton and actually onboarding quite a few different uh, volunteering op- uh, opportunities. And here's, here's something that's fun that we're kind of experimenting with right now, which is a bit recursive. So because we are a nonprofit open source project and we have a lot of volunteers working for LeyLine, I think we're about 70 people at this point, of uh, participants. And um, we also have a student ambassador program, about 18 students that are uh, getting hands-on experience, networking with professionals, getting training and workshops, um, and hopefully leading into uh, a gig or a recommendation letter. We are actually leveraging it as a way to earn 9 points as well because you're actually contributing to the project. So there's a lot of interesting evolution that's kind of taking place. And it's really starting to take on a life of its own. It's, it's fascinating. Since we started, so much has evolved. Um, sorry for rambling. I hope that's a. Uh,
0: no, it's, uh, it's fascinating. Again. Like uh, folks here know, I work with GridCoin and Library as well. And Leyline is kind of similar in that it's building new incentive structures and putting a, a real value behind. Uh, democratized incentives, meaning that we can build a whole new future where instead of maybe just valuing perpetual growth and and just GDP, really, <laughs> we can right. give value to doing science and being healthy. And you know, being healthy, preventative healthcare is very valuable in terms of like taking pressure off the healthcare system and doing all that stuff. So there's a lot, a lot packed into what you're you're talking about here. uh yeah. We and That's I, what... I want to encourage p- folks to to answer or put questions in the chat. We have a couple here for you, but go ahead. What were you going to say?
2: Oh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I, I think uh, that, that's something really wonderful too. And why I was hoping uh, that we could chat about uh, those two other uh, programs, because I, I do think that is the future of how we start to build these systems and really better society where it's all this positive sum game. It's actually not even a competition. You know, I think that all of these different types of services of abundance that promote social good and wellness um, should actually layer on top of each other. So, you know, there, there's always the fear of, hey, do we just dole out free money and like just put cash people, does it make them lazy? Do they not earn it? Um, instead, we actually tie it to just these small little actions that result in overall good. So there's, there's actual meaning behind the earnings too. So there's something really beautiful about that. And I feel like that's really our big opportunity as these disparate groups and platforms and services To realize that, hey, actually, when we connect all together and contribute and participate, it's actually a rising tide lifting all boats versus this zero-sum game we're used to playing in kind of legacy capitalist world we all live in.
0: Yeah, it's actually an interesting metaphor. If it's like, if you think of it like a WoW game or any game really, you play it as an individual. Valheim, there's a the contemporary example. If if you play it as an individual, it's fun. You level up, you get your gear, all that stuff. Every once in a while, you want to go play with another player, and you have to go beat this boss together. But it's you're not when you're playing as the individual, you're not just trying to outplay the other person. You're trying to have fun and do what's best for yourself. And occasionally there are times to team up and do some really cool stuff together. Uh, so. Yeah, I love it. And the, the we're kind of um glancing over the fact that your target audience is gamers and Boink itself has talked about how to reach out to gamers for so long because there's such a huge audience that has all this gear and the perfect mindset to crunch for for Boink. Uh so that that's awesome in itself.
2: <laughs> yeah, I agree. And you know, this is why I thought it was such a, you know, it was from the very beginning such a great match where I realized, "Oh man, you know what? The the most powerful and beneficial audience here is gamers and really this is kind of our network and our specialty is kind of let's join forces and make this thing work. And, you know, my idea is, okay, let's charge this community zero dollars and just bring a ton of value here. And, you know, here's what's the amazing thing is that because all these are open source and large projects and we're building out this like pretty robust uh, student ambassador pipeline that also opens up opportunities for us to pr- provide this training ground where we're leveling up engineers that hopefully can participate on the Boink platform as well. So in Doing so, the things that you guys would like to improve in this uh, in this project, we could potentially have a pipeline of you know engineers to to help out with that, and so it creates this wonderful like positive reinforcing feedback loop where. You know, we're helping to bring, like, bring energy and enthusiasm into this community uh, to see the real world impacts, to see people benefiting from their contributions, and then putting more into that. And, you know, I I think, like, that's such an exciting opportunity here that I'm I'm hoping we really succeed at. And for, on our side, we're really just grinding away, trying to build that all out. The the good news is that it's working. You know, we're, we're getting there, you know, inch by inch.
0: Yeah, I'm curious about um, last time you heard You mentioned like having a, an arcade on your website where people could just play games directly there and then get lay light points from that. Is that still a thing?
2: Ah, yeah. Good question, man. We have pivoted so many times. I'm sorry, it's kind of dizzying, especially for my team. So I'm sorry for you guys. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it is something like on our backlog to uh, to to take a look at. Um, I think as our resources start to scale, that can come back onto the queue, but we have put it on the shelf. Uh, But the original um, idea was that um, we certainly want to help to maximize the amount of contributions going to Boink at any given time. So one thought was, okay, since we're partnered with so many different game sponsors and student ambassadors doing game jams um, and all these open source games, and particularly science games, we wanted to figure out, okay, how do we you know, plug this into this ecosystem, reward these creators that are you know, producing really great content, particularly the ones that solve science problems, and how do we build incentives so that people can start to play them more, and if it's in a browser, it means that Boink will still run because if you're playing a hardcore AAA desktop game, uh, Boink will actually pause. So that was kind of the impetus for what the arcade would be, and... It's uh, The idea is still there, but uh, we're not going to be building it too soon because we have a lot of stuff to work on.
0: That's very fair. Yeah, that's
1: the browser point is difficult. Delta, I saw your mic pop up. And... I think the idea of monetarily incentivized exercise is a good idea because I've completely lost my exercise regime, and I need to get it back.
2: <laughs> I feel you, Delta. I'm in the same boat. I mean, in fact, like it helps me to kind of just that little nudge of like, you know what? I should go click this button button and say exercise. I don't want to be that jerk. That's just lying. I'll do my push-ups and go for my walk. It, it's surprising how effective these small little. Nudges and indicators actually really help our help shape our behavior in the right direction and its habits. So it's actually, you know, anecdotally, it's uh, it's already helped to uh, to push people in the right direction, which is uh, it's nice to hear.
0: Yeah, and it's again the community you guys have built around it is, is very healthy too for a lot of people. So uh, would again plug it. Uh, Eugenia just put the the Discord link in the chat here. We'll be sure to put it in the description below. Uh, and let's jump into the chat and see what folks are asking here. Uh, E1 Professor is asking, how do you guard against people who create multiple accounts and associated virtual machines for the purpose of multiplying their hours of contribution?
2: This is an excellent question. We we've thought we've, we think a lot about this, actually. Um, there, there are a number of guardrails that we're putting in place. Uh, one, for preventing like massive amounts of abuse. We do have uh, soft caps and hard caps on a number of uh, ley line points that you can period. So currently, we're kind of using the principles of time banking where, you know, the maximum you can earn is based off the hours that you have in it, which is 20. So if you leave Boink running all day long, the maximum you can earn are 240 Leyland points, so 10 points per hour. So we try to use that as a benchmark just to make sure that we can understand, okay, um, you know, Let's just make sure this is like running fairly even for everybody and then, you know, somebody can't just spin up a thousand AWS servers and suck up all the prize. Uh, We definitely want to prevent that. Um, The second layer is being able to associate an identity to a real person. So that is probably the one challenge. If we don't create that type of anchoring, then we'll definitely get a ton of abuse from people spinning up different accounts. Uh, so we are actually looking into a number of different ways to validate identity. And, you know, there's more of like the hardcore approach, which tends to be much more in the finance realm, which is there are solutions called Know Your Customer or KYC. And essentially what happens is that the user has to up, upload one of their, you know, government-issued identities and kind of verify them and have a server say, okay, yes, this is correct. Um, that has a lot of controversy because it does um, put you under... You know, rather like your private data is um, potentially going to places that you don't want to go to. Uh, so that's one pathway, and a lot of companies do that to just make sure they adhere to local regulation and uh, comply against things like money laundering, for example. Um, there are other services that are now emerging in a decentralized space, which are much more about validate your identity through these distributed services. Um, So we are looking into those potential partners too to basically plug in and it allows us to do these decentralized ID verification, which essentially says, okay, this person is not a machine. Um, And I I think one of the services called, oh shoot, I am blanking on it. Um, Anyway, I'm not going to misquote it, but the the way it works is that essentially uh, sets up a mechanism where you're randomly connected to another person identifying themselves via a video call. And so it's a human-to-human validation, kind of randomized, and you kind of connect these IDs to other services on a platform, which kind of builds a map of, oh, yes, okay, this is genuinely a real person, and to simulate that via a robot would be near impossible. So those are the kind of the partnerships we are currently looking into right now to ensure that every user is a you know valid human. Sorry, that was a very long-winded answer. No,
0: it's it's interesting because it's uh with Gridcoin we don't do the time stuff. We do based on credits and we use some math around there because we just didn't want to try to attack uh, fix the Sybil. But it, it sounds like you've got some thoughts there on it. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing or looking forward to seeing how those play out. Uh because time is an interesting metric to use for Boeing for sure.
2: Yeah, exactly. And you know, the the kind of use case we were um, you know, trying to be considerate of is that Uh, There is a massive opportunity and, you know, likely the biggest cohort on our platform will be individuals in uh, developing nations. And and poverty communities, exactly. So, you know, what we wanted to avoid is creating a situation where, you know, we've got, you know, 80% of our users on mobile phones and Android trying to donate, but can never keep up with, you know, a few dozen people (laughs) with, like, a gigantic, like, supercomputer rig. Um, And then, you know, they would never have this opportunity to kind of catch up. So you know, focusing on a time allows it, you know, the distributions to become a bit more balanced. And, um, you know, give folks that just really don't have access to capital some uh, opportunity to kind of stay at pace. And approach. so I think that was kind of the, the we kind of designed the logic based on that use case and above. Um, and we're also you know we're all gamers and like super competitive ourselves. So we also want to make sure that people are celebrated for having awesome rigs. And I think the approach we'll take there is it's much more about your reputation and competition. So for, you know, some things that were, you know, got on the backlog are things like, um, okay, let's just get your leaderboard for the highest blink credits or like the craziest computation capacity. And we could do limited time events and say, all right, here, we could do a custom NFT specifically for this or custom achievement where it's not correlated to an actual cash value prize, but at least some sense of intrinsic motors. So, you know, we're trying to balance all these different types of user personas on a platform. So that way nobody kind of feels getting like, like they're getting short and stick. Uh, it's tricky. It's tricky to, to make it all kind of fit together, but that's a lot of what we're experimenting with.
1: So it's almost like boing badges.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think like these are kind of the bread and butter gamification techniques. That's like you know, you just pop into any game these days, and it's all there. It's achievements, progress bars, skill charts, your friends, your leaderboards, your guilds, your groups. Um, I think all these things like are are almost uh, kind of default now in most video games. And the question is since we're quantifying everything in the world today, why not start to use that data and gamify that data and tap into these natural motivators that we all um, have this kind of biological word into us So I think that's the, the key is really you know bringing all the, the real world data and then you know trying to build a bridge to this you know virtual connected video game world we all live in now It's uh, a kind of kind of crazy thinking but that's the, that's part of the hypothesis.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you have uh, if you know this theory, but uh, it, it's basically that we're going to kill the earth, right? And we're all going to have to go live in Minecraft. So uh, getting all this digital data right now is going to be so critical in 100 years when we're living in Minecraft and <laughs> in that world. So, uh, it's very important.
2: I wasn't uh, familiar with that theory, but it, <laughs> it's, it has some, I guess there's some, you know, some logic to it.
0: Unfortunately. Oh, man. Yeah, that's the whole reason Minecraft at home exists. Uh, (laughs) That
2: makes perfect sense. It's all connected. Uh, But you, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, so we we are pretty heavy into the blockchain space at this point now, and what's starting to become clear is the emergence of the metaverse, and it's this idea, or you know, if anyone's familiar with um, Ready Player One, the movie or the book, or Snow Crash, and you know how these virtual entire worlds exist, um, that's actually starting to come about now. It's it's actually being built as we speak, where all these um, individual like bubble virtual worlds are being built on a blockchain and because of blockchain and NFTs that allows for its cross compatibility across all of these different universes so we're actually starting to become a participant in that metaverse and you know our hope is that we plug into this giant metaverse of every digital world connected but at least we're making sure there's this economy based off of doing good things in the real world. We need to make sure there's that bridge where we don't lose our humanity by just staying glued to our screens all day. Like we need to have some kind of positive incentives to go out there and like be in nature and exercise and volunteer and do something good for our community. Uh, because I think what's the scary reality is that we're all kind of getting locked in our homes and glued to our screens. And when that happens, we escape the, the harshest of reality. But we also lose empathy for the problems that are out there. So there, there I think we we need to start to designing these e- ecosystems to make sure that we still remain at balance and we still remain attached to, to base reality. Um, anyway, these are kind of wild rambling, sub lunatic <laughs> <apologies.
0: laughs> It's perfect for the blockchain space. That's what it's all about. Every little blockchain has its own value set, trying to get people to do different things, and every single one of them is perfect. So it's (laughs) it's watching them interoperate and and these these little bubbles you described them as, watching them build is a beautiful thing. Uh, But serious question here. Uh, can you, this is coming from MLC at home, uh, can you discuss what protections are in place to protect the privacy of your users, especially as you collect more behavioral data, like what point projects a, a person crunches and their sleep schedules, their exercise schedule like this, this is a pretty good question, like if you're incentivizing people to do all this stuff, what are you doing to make sure that like you're not selling it to someone or something like that?
2: Yeah, this is a topic very near and dear to my heart, for sure. So, you know, I think the number one decision that is going to, you know, I think benefit all of us in the long run is that we are never going to monetize off of user data. None of our business model requires any of it. So we will be retaining the minimal possible PII. Um, And, you know, I think... You know the very easy um, commitments for us are we are going to be GDPR compliant, CCPA compliant, which means that users will have complete access to their data. They can delete it. They can view it. They can see how it's being used, um, and then choose to opt out at any given time and extract it if they need to. Um, and I think the the it's like. It has to be ingrained into our culture because even how our uh, system is set up now, it's still gonna evolve and there's gonna be tons and tons of metadata and lots and lots of nonprofit nonprofit partnerships that get onboarded onto the platform. I think the way we wanna position it is that we wanna be as thin a platform as possible where most of the validation of activity would happen through the nonprofit partners like Boink, for example, or, you know, hypothetically say it's like the Red Cross, since we're driving blood donations their way, we would essentially just have an API call and, a you know, agreement with them to say, hey, guys, can you just send us a validation whenever somebody connects their Leyline account to your database? Uh, you just tell us yes or no, we grab the Leyline points and it's done. We don't need anything else. You just validate it and we just make sure there's a process here to make sure it's legit. Beyond that, we don't need to capture anything. It's just now it, on LeyLine, you have a validated record that was confirmed by a legitimate trusted third party, and we just provide the points. And your most of the data then becomes used as your own social credibility. Uh so you can think of it as you're kind of building your own you know digital resume for yourself on Leyline where there isn't such thing that exists today which is where you can aggregate and quantify all of these good things that you've done whether you've like donated 100 gallons of blood to red cross and saved 300 lives that's uh, a lot of blood <laughs> yeah I, i'm a pretty regular uh donor no I'm just kidding. um and, and yeah, that's the idea is that we really want to use data more to really speak to what matters to us. Like what are the, what's the metrics that actually make us feel good? Like, you know, a sense of accomplishment and achievement and growth and learning and knowing that you've had this impact on others. I think that's really the data that's most important to us that we want to be able to surface. And I think that you know everybody here, you know, really feels that because we're all contributing our computing power to try to make a difference. So, getting that kind of feedback to show that you you matter, what you've done has mattered and made a difference. That's what I think is really important for us to be able to you know build that experience um, for our users. And the money side of it, here, here's the wonderful thing: is that because of blockchain, NFTs, and the trading and the ability to to sell those. That's what's really going to keep us afloat because we can generate revenue off of transaction fees from those sales. So it's really the people that are putting money into the ecosystem, which are going to tend to be from developing nations that like to collect these NFTs, um, will actually bring that value. And it's not us like selling off data for advertisers to blast you in the face. Like we don't need to do that. Um, we do have sponsors that we will handpick and select if they adhere to you know our values and our principles and want to actually really contribute and make a difference but that's it. So yeah, thankfully, no manipulation needed, uh, or no need to addict anybody to our platform, because none of it is required. I hope that answers the question.
0: So I'm not getting a like button.
2: (laughs) Uh, I I, honestly, I have no idea how what we can end up doing, because this this will this already is a pretty heavy social um, platform. You know, I think in in and you, you could probably see a lot of behavior manifest mostly in our Discord because that's where a lot of communications are happening. But, you know, I think there's something useful to understand. Uh, in, in the same way, maybe you kind of think of how you use your LinkedIn profile today to kind of tell people who you are. It's a, a similar type of paradigm where your leyline profile is, is a way to kind of signal this is who I am and this is my altruism resume. So whether or not there's a like button there, it's, uh, it's really unclear. I doubt that's the direction we're going to want to go. But we, I think there is some way of building interactions and a ways to kind of people to connect on their common interests and, um, you know, what they admire about others. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely want to, you know, learn the lessons of, you know, traditional social media network and how to not, you know, incentivize the wrong behavior. <laughs> I'll look at that.
1: <laughs> uh, got to bringing up uh, the point of future, I think a good question is what is in store for the year? Because you did sort of allude to it a bit at the start saying you don't want to go on because you'll be rambling forever. But I think now that we're probably coming to the end of the or at least close to the end of the podcast, I think what, what's in store for the future of Leyline?
2: Yeah, we, we have a lot. I mean, our roadmap is gigantic. There's probably hundreds of ideas. Um, in fact, one of our challenges is to make sure that we really start to hone in on what the most critical are. Um, I think at the moment our big focus is just making sure our core loop is really polished and engaging and even just making sure the basics are set up where we can scale and it's as basic as just making sure hey our performance and uh, stability security is in really good shape to make sure that none of our users data can be compromised or you know we can get kind of get hacked or manipulated so making sure that the leyline points economy is also well balanced and sustainable because we don't wanna put so many activities in that all of a sudden we don't have enough prizes in the prize pool to, to dole out. Um, so I think there's a lot of just tuning and making sure that the current activity in place and that core loop is really well polished. And that may take us, you know, two to three months of just constant experimentation and, uh, and upgrading. And also, we're kind of building up the team on the fly because we're still so new. Um, moving beyond that, once we have the core loop in place where you can do a bunch of activities, earn points, get prizes, um, then it's really focusing on how do we make your identity your digital identity appealing and interesting, and a lot of that is not just going to come from the stats and the gamification and the events but also what is this NFT ecosystem look. Like? Uh, so right now we're minting NFTs that you own and will own forever in this alpha by the way. Um, so if you want to get in early feel free to hit us up on Discord. We'll hook you hook up anybody in this community for sure direct access get past the waitlist. Um, but the NFTs are actually going to be evolving over time. So they're going to get more and more utility the more and more we build features on the platform. So, as of right now, when you claim a prize in a prize pool, you will get a ley line NFT. And right now, they're just badass art concepts from some of our amazing artists on the team. And just like how NFTs are, NFT art collections are selling for crazy amounts of money, this is like what we are building currently. And what'll happen is that as we have new versions come out of LeyLine, your profile and your avatar will be able to equip these NFTs. So we'll have backgrounds, it will have your skins, your items and weapons, your pets, your banners. So all these different NFTs you're collecting now will actually be stuff that you could place specifically onto your avatar and really deck out your own digital altruism resume. So that's kind of the roadmap for the NFTs. And then as those evolve... We're going to be opening them up for trading. So right now we have a redemption page, but current and, or sorry, we have a redemption page now, but we'll actually turn it into a marketplace where individuals can post up their items and say, you know what? I don't know if I need this Amazon gift card or the green, like super helmet that this is attached to I'm going to post it up on marketplace and maybe someone else wants to trade and complete their collection and vice versa. So I think that's the core loop that we're really investing in to make sure that, it's pretty cool and fun and seamless, and you've got much, much more online. And now I- hold
1: on that doesn't, a- that doesn't answer my core question. Can I buy a
2: Bundy using Leyline? <laughs> uh, well actually. Please explain to me what you want your Bundy purchasing experience to be. Are you talking about a virtual or? A well,
1: virtual? it could be purchasing, or it could be sponges, sponsorship. Like if you can get sponsors, if you can get sponsors to send me Bundys to review here on the on the Boink Radio. Either Ooh, one.
2: All right, we should we should talk this Dev <laughs> after that. <laughs> I <have> no idea.
0: <laughs> Eugenia asks, "What a Bundy is." And uh, no one knows. All right. We've been trying to get them. (laughs) It's a ginger (laughs) beer. (laughs) uh, Apparently a very delicious ginger beer from Australia.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately, we are not shipping physical merch. So everything in our price goes all digital. Uh, It's not to say that in the future that that will happen, because in large part, it depends on the sponsors that we're going to be working with. And we are in discussions with a, a number of companies that have the ability to donate merchandise. But you know, it would require us to have like a logistics arms, which is not really a scalable thing. But potentially in the future, we shall see. I'll keep that in mind for you, Delta.
1: I, I want my bundies.
2: We can get you some Bundy NFTs if uh, that's a good comp.
0: Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> it, it a Bundy NFT, just a picture of a Bunderbeer. beer.
0: Yes. Oh, this...
2: I'd be, I'd be happy to get this on a pipeline of a, you know, an avatar custom to you, Delta, and you, Jason, go <laughs> rocking the bundies. We can make that happen. Let's go. <laughs>
1: uh, sorry no we can't do that without permission from Bundaberg to use their license that was just a joke please
2: don't oh, I'll get it I'll, uh, I'll go and steal the G- license Vegeta keeps me under control that is uh... I
0: was already writing it down and ready to hold you to that
2: <laughs> but we That's can still get your likeness though guys it doesn't have to be Bundy branded but maybe we'll get a, a it it could be Bundy. yes, uh, there yes. We go. I think parody is legit
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh are there any more questions for Jeremy here uh before we start to wrap up? Uh there was a question that in the chat about the the sort of the the loop around gift cards that was answered by Eugenia. Basically, uh when they run out of gift cards, it's just cuz they haven't had a chance to get more. Uh so I don't know, maybe you want to talk about the the way gift cards and rewards work and how you make them or what the supply chain's like.
2: yeah Yeah. i you know i think we are still trying to balance the economics on this as well so we we've got a large assortment that we've already kind of purchased as part of our marketing budget um but as we work with more and more partners and actually people are just like starting to donate you know stuff into the prize pool um just because they care and it's not even a business thing so we we try to make sure we kind of replenish every week or so um if stuff is like running short but we're also just learning now which ones are what are our hot hottest selling items. And, you know, clearly the big winner are Bitcoin gift cards and Amazon, like by a long shot. Um, but uh, Apple and Google uh, cards are doing well, too. And now that we've got, you know, other brands coming in with their specific key codes and, and swag and stuff like that, uh, we're going to see. So it's, uh, it's hard to tell, honestly. And, you know, part of it is... What's the income we're going to be bringing in um, year over year? And what proportion of that can we put back into the prize pool? Um, Our mission is to throw in as much of our uh, revenue generated as possible into that because the prize pool is actually a super efficient uh, money distribution mechanism, particularly for people that are in dire need. So it's, it's a big part of our focus is... Not just about supercharging uh, nonprofits, but also, you know, getting money to people that are, you know, in desperate need of it. You know, we've got 180 million people now thrust into poverty since uh, globally, based off the projections. So it's a big focus for us to try and help people out. That was a very long-winded answer. I hope that helps. (laughs) No,
0: great. That's that's wonderful. Um, yeah, I'm out of questions. If no one else has any, uh, Delta, you got anything?
1: Uh, I'm just wondering what milk, milk is wearing. Yeah. <laughs> I on. I'm, like, I'm watching it. Is, I'm fascinated. This is such a weird you know,
2: one.
1: And I, think, I think I found what he's trying to pull.
0: What's he trying to pull?
1: And Check the chat. Oh, OK.
0: All right. <laughs> uh, so Among we've us. been folks wondering what we're talking about. We've been watching uh, someone in chat build a boink rig this entire discussion. Uh, <laughs> and right now, it looks like they're fighting with a bundle of wires while wearing like a motorcycle helmet. So we're all very confused. <laughs>
1: It looks like something you'd wear if you go out um, outside in Australia at like about six six p.m. at night during the heart of summer when there's all spiders making spider webs everywhere.
0: Oh, don't! That's what? Is that real?
1: <laughs> it is real. <laughs> the The size of some of the spider webs I've seen out the front of my house is huge. You do not want to go outside at like six p.m. into. The-
0: oh, is there a citizen science project documenting all the spiders and then crushing toads like all in one? Yep. Hey, <laughs> yeah, if you
1: wanna if you wanna come up to the Northern Territory up in Queensland, you can come um, pop some toads.
0: Wow. Wild ride. All right, back to <laughs> Jeremy. Do you have anything else uh, you wanna share about the project or anything you wanna wrap up on?
2: Yeah, well, you know, I, I, one thing for sure, um, what I've definitely recognized is we've got a lot of support from this community and active on our project. So I just want to say a really, really big thanks. Um, and also a big shout out to Vitaly. Um, he's just tanking so much support um, on our server. It's really amazing to be able to collaborate directly with him. Um, and it's been so cool because... In some ways, we kind of became like a front line for a lot of new users on Boink. So we're kind of, you know, hearing a lot of the feedback. It's like, hey, this is confusing, or how do I get this set up? And um, as a result, we started to build some user guides um, and try to ease that process. So I'm really hoping that we can, you know, bring a lot more you know, like new energy and enthusiasm to the project, and hopefully, you know further improve the user experience, that's really, that's really the hope. And uh, I hope uh, everybody gets to join in on the fun and, and benefit from this whole ecosystem because that's what we're here for, try and help and make all your lives better. So feel free to join us. Come uh, pop on over to Discord or sign up on layline.gg. Um, really appreciate uh, having more people join in.
0: Awesome. Yeah, you can also check them out on Twitter, laylineNP. And we'll be sure to put all the links to all the we got Facebook, Instagram, Discord, website, Twitter, all the good links in the description below. Check them out. Go get some NFTs. Get some some gift cards. Uh, no Bundabergs allowed, sadly.
2: Yes, I personally. <laughs> And we we are also recruiting any volunteers that would like to build on an open source platform. Uh, this uh, really fun team that we've got, a cool culture, lots of veterans in the industry. If you want to network and hang out, uh, we're happy to bring on anybody. And it's fully open knowledge. So even if you just want to kind of come lurk and learn, we are happy to share information uh, as needed, what commitments needed. So come on, come on in and join the fun as you wish.
0: Awesome. On that note, guys, we will be calling it. Uh, Delta, any thoughts to leave us on?
1: Nope, not that I have. But uh, I, I will say, join us next time to get another exclusive Australian beverage.
0: Woo! Uh, yeah, and hopefully a finished, uh, like a picture of a finished rig from Milk, because this is just fun to watch. He should do this every week. Instead of rig of the week, is just like what's Milk building every week. He gives us a thumb up. He <laughs> should it.
1: get a different helmet every time, because that, that was that was fascinating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next week, Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Boink Network Discord server, where we'll be doing something. Have a great week, everyone. See ya.
2: Thank you. Bye bye.